Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of The Gorgon's Podcast. So today we're doing a juicy episode. We are doing a critique of cancel culture, some will say, and we are listing our problematic faves. And by problematic faves, I mean our favorite movies, our favorite movie characters, because you know we some nerds too, our favorite celebrities, reality stars, all of the above. And let me just put a disclaimer out there. We do not okay any of their behavior. Any of their problematic behavior is pissed and we do not stand by any of it however you all know those problematic people that you may not support them you may not give them your money but if they come on your screen if you're scrolling if their youtube video pops up you still gonna watch them because they do that's the time so with that being said if you guys don't mind can you guys give us a four or five star review Whatever you deem worthy of this podcast, us and it's Christmas season, do some charity and leave us a review. We ain't one of them podcasts asking for money. We are not asking for money. We are asking us for your opinion. Write a little paragraph saying, honey, these hoes is funny. Just put these hoes is funny. Happy holidays. And if you do leave us a review, please screenshot them, send them to the Gorgons Instagram, and we will follow you because, honey, if y'all supporting us, we got to support y'all back. This can't be no one-sided shit. And with that being said, now, back to your regular scheduled programming. Let's get into the episode and talk about our problematic faves. Let's bring it back to the beginning. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Gorgon's Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about our problematic faves. And we're not just talking about celebrity reality stars. We're talking about problematic movies, problematic characters that we love, a.k.a. Alexander Skarsgård character from True Blood. He was problematic, but he still looked so fucking good. As always, on the ones and motherfucking twos. Y'all know what to do. You got your girl here, your sorority. Been so long, y'all. Jesus. So what you say we having a recap of 2019? Honey, that's next. Look, what were we doing now? Problematic faves. It was, what was it, 2019? Wasn't that problematic? 2019, bitch, we're in 2022. 2021, we're in. Okay, so y'all You confusing me. You moving too fast. That's what That's what I said about the calendar bitch, days. Okay, shut your okay. ass up, <laughs> So... <laughs> Problematic fave. Let's start with celebrities. A problematic fave is a character or a person who's done bad or said offensive things. Mm -hmm. Your fave is problematic is a phase that a lot of Gen Zs and Millennials use. Mm -hmm. Like, say, for example, um, who's somebody problematic in the recent years? Um, Chris Brown. Let's use him for example. Now, he's none of my faves. But he's done horrible shit. However, his music is still good, though. And that's where it's like... He's, you don't support him, but you're dropping like a hot to one of his music, honey. It depends on how many drinks I'm in. Very true, very true. Anybody we list, let me get this straight, we are not okaying their behavior. Their behavior is piss poor, it's unexcusable, and as an adult, you should know better. However... We don't support. We don't support these people. We're not buying none of their products. Right, no. But if they should come on TV, we might watch. We might uh, watch the movie on bootleg because we ain't supporting. Right, exactly. Like everybody has a side of them that, or a moment, maybe more than a moment, maybe a lifespan. But you know where they not seen in the best light. That's okay. We're not perfect, but we don't condone. Message. 
you're absolutely right. And we're talking I, about as an artist, you're, you're the art you put out. And I think if the microscope or the lens was on us all 24-7, everybody listening to this we'll right now list. would have something problematic about them. Hell, I know what I'm problematic for. That's why I'd be looking like, honey, when it comes to like TikTok fame mm-hmm. or anything, I'd be like, honey, y'all will love me one day and hate me the next. Yeah, because I don't know if I'm... Ain't none of this shit real. If I'm really problematic, because it ain't no problem. It's everybody else's problem. Sound personal. No, you're very problematic. Look, it sound personal. No. <laughs> anyway, y'all. No. With that being said. I think that both of us, honey, two tails are two problematic assholes. However, as long as you're trying to do better every day, fuck the court of public opinion. Okay, because somebody always got to say something. Always got to say something. Okay. Now, who's your first problematic fave? Well, let's get this clear. Like, I didn't like... Like, I put Monique on there. What I'm saying is, like, because they canceled her because she's, like, bo- uh, boycott Netflix and all that. Now, let me... Now, hear this out. The only thing that I'm saying is, is like this. You shouldn't have canceled her because of that. Because what Monique say has a lot of truth to her. Is Monique the one who should have been canceled or was it Oprah? Oh, she definitely... Now, I think Oprah's the more problematic one. Mm, oh, yes. Out of uh, the group, out of the trifecta of Tyler Perry, Oprah, and Monique and how they blacklisted her... Um, I think Oprah is the more problematic one, and she is not a problematic fave of mine. Because, she sure ain't. Honey, but if she ever want to interview me when I get big, honey, let bygones be good. Okay, because, okay, <laughs> look it, when you get on Oprah couch as, uh, what, what was that, Tom Cruise, he was jumping on her and everything, he was too excited, so I gotta make the money. Exactly. And I'll always be Team Monique. The Gorgons is yes, a Team Monique podcast. I love Monique, because she is so real, and she ain't been saying nothing that your aunties and great-grandmoms and aunties ain't been telling you. From the jump start, she just I love came us out for real. and risked her uh, financial stability behind it. Anytime a black woman is free thinking, independent, and will say how she feels, she's automatically going to be listed as hard to work with or a bitch because God forbid a black woman tells somebody how they actually feel when everybody else can do it. Okay, in a world that's so fake, will you be straightforward and truthful? They want to call you problematic, hard to deal with. All that extra stuff. When you just speaking real, they so used to hearing fake shit. They don't know real shit when it comes to them. It seems like you're being mean. She's speaking up for herself in a world that was never meant to hear her. Black women were never meant to, black people were never meant to be heard. But especially black women. Message! Okay, so, um, if I did have to cancel, I cancel. If I did have to bring one back, I think they need to change their opinion on Dave Chappelle. Recently, he made a comment about a transgender woman, which he was actually friends and supported it. He's a comedian. So I think people take shit so literal nowadays is that you can't even joke about shit. Everybody is so fucking offended. Be offended about the increase in gas and the fluctuation in these prices of the food product and the rent, but ain't nothing being changed. Be mad about that. Be mad that you paying $1,000 for rent, but the appliances in your apartment look like from 1972. Okay, and they said he going up. Only thing that ain't going up is your pay. Okay, but your blood pressure sure have. And I wait since sure. the pandemic. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I think they should, like, come on now. He's a comedian. So if you're taking what he says so personal, you're going to be offended for the rest of your life. People is entitled to say what they want to say. And whether you like it or not, it's up to your choice to, to be around that person or put yourself to where you have to interact with that. Just, you, that's true. Well, you know, um, I've never been a Dave Chappelle fan. Because I never even watched the show because back then we didn't, growing up, hashtag growing up without cable. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I never got into his humor. Like Kevin Hart, I, I don't hate him, but I just don't watch him, you know? I, I second that. Um, but I will say, um, I'm a big believer in dark humor. Say what you feel. I feel like comedy is a space where you should be able to say in and everything, everything that makes you uncomfortable in daily life to talk about, you should be able to joke about it because for some people, not everyone. 
um, comedy is the best way to grieve things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I'm a big advocate for dark humor. I'm an old asshole. Bitch, I like bitches like Joan Rivers and Lisa Lampanelli. Honey, so let me stop. Like, those hoes was problematic but all in themselves. If people so. sit back and just do a quick summary of some of the most famous comedians, most of the most top-ranking funny comedians are based on truth. That's what makes the joke funny because it has truth in it. You know what I'm saying? Rather you like it or not, or maybe it's an opinion, but it's a very common opinion that may be biased that's what makes it funny right or you can see where they tie it in people quit live your life comedy is subjective like it's not for everybody that's why there's different type of comedians because what this comedian doesn't serve for you go find one that does okay do some lighthearted comedians now speaking about a comedian that been canceled kathy griffin i okay oh when she had that bloody Trump mask, Mm-mm-mm. here's the thing. She's a problematic fave of mine because here's the simple fact of the matter is, was that a dumb move? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Could I be bypassing it because me and her have a mutual hate for Trump? Yeah. But, um, did I feel like she deserved everything she got? Mm-mm. No. And I still watch that bitch shit. Ever since I seen her in the Real Slim Shady video back in the 90s, honey, I always love that hoe. Yeah, she is a... And she look like Carrot Top. <laughs> for real she is funny though i think that you should have freedom of speech that's one of our rights so if you can't i mean i understand he is the president i don't particularly care for him but at the same time i do value life and i understand you know what i'm saying and holding a bloody pitch a mask of him like holding his mm-hmm. head in blood even though it was ketchup because girl you were yes. sitting over there looking like one of the real housewives of al-qaeda okay. like girl <laughs> okay but look it and Lord, that was a that was a long hard fall for her. Yeah, oh, can y'all please uncancel Cat Williams? He was one of the most intellectual comedians. He's very smart, along with David Chappelle too. Very smart. Um, Dave Chappelle. Oh, so David, my whatever your name is. My bad. I'm, mm. I'm trying to get to, but David Chappelle. I think he's very smart. But I said uncancel Cat William because, like. He was from, he was, he was my neighbor. I, I mean, everything he said True. was so funny. And that's what made, and made him so funny to the fact that he wasn't trying to be a blue collar comedian or just the same traditional things they have every comedian do. He wasn't going for it. Neither was David Chappelle. And I respect anybody who could wear a perm. And, okay. Cause honey, Lord knows my hair couldn't take it. Honey, that's a problematic <laughs> Um, but speaking, okay. No, so, <laughs> Bitch, watch uh, no, your mouth, James. No, okay, go ahead. Um, Army Hammer. Now, you probably don't know who he is. He is a uh, part of uh, Army Hammer. You know the Arm & Hammer company? The, yeah, that's what I thought. He's part of the, um, that family, but he's a, more of a famous actor now. Uh-huh. But his great-grandfather was the creator of that. Now, he got canceled earlier this year for cannibalism. So, he had um sex a sex scandal allegation. They said... The new year kicked off with what was likely the most bizarre celebrity story of 2021. Army Hammer, the genetically blessed movie star and from the social network fame, uh, heir to the Hammer family oil fortune, began trending online for being a cannibal. So pretty much, uh, he likes like and sexually he likes knife play okay. and stuff like that. Which okay, knife play is a little extreme. You know, and he likes rape fantasies. Oh, okay. You know? To each his own. 
you know. One of Hammer's exes told the tabloids the actor wanted to barbecue and eat her rib. <laughs> Another ex said in a media interview that he carved his initials into her skin on her pelvis, engaging in knife play in the bedroom. Beneath the salacious spectacle, the woman says Hammer's sexual proclivities are being used to as a smokescreen for accusing him of emotional abuse, manipulation, mm-hmm. and coercion. Oh, that was a lot of words. That is a lot. A lot of big white words. But um, <laughs> what do you say about that? Like, in the line, let me show you a picture. Um, because I feel like you're going to be like, oh, he's ugly. But I think he's so fucking sexy. Now, we, what, we, we know your, um, your time. Girl, calm down. Look at me like that man up there. Too fine. <laughs> That's him. Oh, no, no. Fair. You know, so what do you have to say about that? Is he, was he just fully canceled when it's his exes talking about his sexual nature? Because, honey, if we all listed the sexual shit we liked it, somebody who's a little bit more prudish mm-hmm. or somebody who doesn't get into what we get in, they're all going to be looking at us with a side eye. So I don't know how I feel about his sexual proclivities being pushed out there and then for and us to right. judge. Yeah, that's because, let's be honest, if we all went behind the closed doors of our homes and dove into some of the things that and dived into some of the things we do behind closed doors where it's supposed to be top secret some people may like it some not everybody got their own thing but at one point in time you were into it so one thing i'm really leery about is taking a summary from one person who's an ex that's true because it can be biased that's true so you know oh i didn't like to do but you did it so and you were his ex and what was the duration of this relationship that's a good question because honey i'm not gonna lie Because I think he did admit, like, you know, he is kinky and stuff like that. I don't like the kink shame. However, Mm -hmm. if they did say, like, no, and they they vocalized it, and he kept on going, he's 100% trash. Right. However, um, I'm not trying to victim blame at all. But I'm like, Army Hammer, if he ever wanted to do that with me, I got a lot of me you could carve up. (laughs) Okay, Thanksgiving on us. Okay, bitch, watch him, huh? (laughs) You go into his room and play knife play, and you come out with a flat stomach because he cut off all your skin. Talk talk about new episode of Cutting It. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> above the rim did <laughs> you a trip you go in there on surface like you leave out surface oh, go, go in with a six and come out with a one. Nope. oh <laughs> you dirty yourself <laughs> okay so you want to do do you want to discuss the problematic fave i have oh. a couple more hold on dang he really went in child oh my okay oh. Nicki minaj what about her now she will always be a fave of mine's I don't care about anything. I am blind to the bullshit, yes. But I'm not one of those tone-deaf barbs where it's like, if she kills somebody, I'd be like, well, they sh- that, that person deserved it. No. Um, I'm not a fan of her husband. Ho- however, that's because that's problematic in itself. Yeah. However, um, yeah, moving on. Nicki Minaj is a problematic favorite, and that's just where I want to leave that. Um, okay, because hmm, she got know- enough digging. She be Look it. Don't need you trying to talk on it if she have Okay. No, bitch. No. Oh, good point. Uh, Paula Dean. Oh, Lord. Nah, she's a fave of mine just because... His thing, people were so shocked when they found out she said the N-word. And when she gave, I think, the des- the deposition or the interview, she was they asked her, have you ever said the N-word before? And she said, yeah, I've said it in the past and stuff like that. The fact that the social media and just media in general mm-hmm. and the public was so shocked that a woman comes from the Deep South... Of that age and generation that she said the N-word, don't that bitch on a soup plantation. Right. And with pots. Exactly. And the way she used to say on the Food Network show, vinegar, she'd be like, vinegar. Vinegar. You could tell that was close to 
The pronunciation. No. <laughs> okay. That ER was a little hard. And the way she used to use butter, she was a, uh, what, a type 2 diabetic? Girl, that bitch ain't had nothing to lose. So you think she already got the money from her potware, her, yes. or her restaurant chains and your Girl. Y'all and being on the TV network or wherever she was. I remember her being on the but Food see, Network, yeah. Cool, yeah. I like. You canceled her and she still got a bag. Look it. Next one you had? Wendy Williams. Ugh. Now, she said some off the wall shit, but I just like her. No. I like her for the off the wall shit she says. Do I agree with it a lot of times? No. But, mm, Wendy. Let's be real. Wendy fame is saying things that everybody sitting at home watching TV say. Well, watching the TV would say if they given the opportunity to brush shoulders. Mm-hmm. She just say what everybody else is thinking, and she gets the she catches the black backlash from it. Definitely, that's where her whole career is founded on her being outspoken and just saying the shit that we be thinking. That's true. What the fuck am I sit through a whole motherfucking interview with Kim Kardashian? Ain't nobody asking why she sold a pussy. I want to know that. No, that's your you hit the nail on the head. You so the- I mean, I think it's that. How can you be mad at somebody that made a career on just being, you know what I'm saying, rude and just outspoken? So someone may be rude, but telling the truth. Wendy will always be the auntie I never wanted, but always needed. Funny as it. But you know well, what? Well, actually, I do have aunties that are really outspoken <laughs> and inappropriate, actually. But what that's what makes her show so entertaining because all the other ones are like, well, yeah, unfortunately, life is life. Spick that. Spick. Okay, we don't want no Rachel Ray right. ass shit. That's what Bitch, I don't give a fuck it. how to make a brownie, a double okay, fudge stuff brownie. You know what I like about drama on TV? I can hit off when I don't want to participate no more. <laughs> what you say? Who else? I thought you wanted to go to characters now. I know, but I thought I had one. But you talking about the movies? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want me to go for it? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm go. So, girl. <clears throat> I will always love this movie, even though it's problematic in the way they depicted mm-hmm. slavery. Gone with the wind. Like... Honey, the way y'all try to make like it seem like the slaves in there was like so happy to see master coming down, and they were so like you know, oh, we one big happy family now. <laughs> like, no, they really. The problem with Gone with the Wind is it's such a masterpiece, but the way they glamorize slavery, as in the white people really considered them as an extended part of the family. Mm-hmm. No, they considered the slaves as just extra cleaning products they had in their kitchen to do the job that they were too lazy to do, and they didn't see them as human beings. What you say, cattle? Period. That's the only thing problematic thing about Gone with the Wind. Other than that, honey, I don't know nothing about birthing no baby. <laughs> See, y'all, I have to admit, I have not watched Gone with the Wind. That's why you guys are not seeing a lot of commentary from me. Because what is wrong with you? I watched that, and I didn't hear. You know how they force you to sometimes watch it in school. Yeah. I watched it on my own just because I love the costuming, the backdrop, oh. and everything. Like I said, this but, is also a person I watch Arsenic No Lace. A classic. 1940s Club. Like, what the hell is that? I love all that shit. So, girl, ooh, it's your gone genre. With, gone with the wind. And especially when she show, when Scarlet showed up in that red dress, knowing she um kissed her best friend's husband, and she showed up at her birthday party, and everybody know, and then her best friend, after she knew she kissed her husband, still gave that bitch a kiss on, on the cheek, like, honey, and I'm still the bigger bitch than you, and everybody still likes me. Mm. Check, please. And then her husband left her at the end. Honey. Mm. Oh, my fucking God. Gone with the wind in Gone with your man. What you say? Honey, gone oh, with no. my crown. <laughs> Bitch, gone with my crown. <laughs> On that note, I would have to say, set it off. You're going to have to describe that one to me. How was that problematic? I thought this to be, even though I think it's, it's my favorite. Don't get me wrong. I love set it off. Okay. But I think it's problematic in the sense that they're only depicting a view of black women being successful through 
robbing banks. Like you can't use your mind or hustle. You see, I, I just define think successful when they died in the end. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, hold on. I, no, no. Bitch was switching. No, no. I, what I mean by successful, the first bank rob was when they robbed the first bank. They succeeded. And then, oh yeah, and then their greed took over. Right, and then the greed took over. Like, well, actually, no... They Luther then took their money out the vents. Why would you put your money Luther, in Luther, get out the pussy position. You should have put it around the corner, ho. Okay. Oh, why bring it to work, regardless? No, that was smart. Because the first place they're going to check is home. Oh, true. If they tie it to you. Um, so, that was my... The, the problem was that. And then, on, <clears throat> on top of everything else, it's like the same... The same image they're projecting in, you know, urban communities. Poor. All we do is you got that old sugar daddy always trying to get some nook nook. Always got to do something strange to pay the rent. Like, girl, just weird. Girl, handy, though. I need a splendor daddy, then. Because, girl, as a person that could... Uh, y'all know my prom story. We ain't going to get into that. But okay. I'm saying, those men are needed sometimes. Oh, if you say so. Honey, any men that listening like that? No, <laughs> Hit me up. Um, Sugar baby. No. <laughs> Do you have... I got to lose that going. Okay, so my next one is 16 Candles. Now, see, John Hughes uh, <laughs> movies, Um, we know 16 Candles. Like, let's be real. They had an Asian character. His name was Long Duck Dong. Like... Wait, 16 Candles? Yeah, what? Molly Ringwall? Where they go and they end up being young or something like that? I must have got the wrong No, that's movie. 17 again. Oh. With uh, Tia and Tamara. No, it's with a white girl and a boy and like... Zac Efron? Yeah. 17 again. That's 17 again. Oh, okay, okay. But Tia Tamara made a version of that back way before the other one came out. Okay, go ahead. Um, 16 Candles is about a girl, Molly Ringwald's character, and it's her 16th birthday and her whole family forgets it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. And they're, or, they're only worried about her sister's wedding. So we go through the whole day of her like, I can't believe my fucking family forgot my birthday. It's one of those coming to age, 1980 teenage movies. Um... It's good, but uh, they have a foreign exchange student that comes to live uh, with them. Mm-hmm. And he's like a uh, horrible Asian stereotype. And his name is like Long Duck Dong. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> but it's just horrible, girl. And like there's other ones where like at one of the party scenes, uh, this guy uh, lets his girlfriend who's unconscious. He tells one of the freshmen to go have fun with her. It's a problematic fave because I'm going to still watch it. But honey, I'm still like, shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. John Hughes, what are you doing? See, a lot of your films, what I'm noticing, it's it's different genre. Mine's just more, I got some, they're more urban, more, you know, urban films that we like to watch, like Baby Boy, stuff like that. Okay. I think, you know, the problem I'm having is the same repeat of, you know, circumstances and like it's nothing different. The same outcome with Baby Boy, Menace of Society, t- um, Boys in the Hoods, New Jack City. They're all having the same drug, violence bad ending but the one i want to speak about is temptations with tyler perry 2013 film tyler perry carry him carry him cancel him in general because for those of you who don't know it's pretty much about a counselor um who had young love six years old fall in love her name is judith um she ended up uh moving away to a bigger uh little city to pursue a um to be like a psychiatrist no a therapist i've only seen clips yeah a therapist uh sorry a counselor for married people. Long story short. The irony. Right. Long story short, she ended up cheating on her husband because, you know, she, she got cut in a riff of, like, back and forth doing the same thing. She ended up getting AIDS. Tyler while Perry While contracting is a HIV. Ooh, he's a menace. So, 
Summer and all love, what I take from all Tyler Perry movies is that the women get beat. Either they're nothing or alcoholics. They catch his AIDS. The men are bad. It's just... Well, let's be real. The way he writes black women. She gets abused. She has this revelation because now she's starting to love herself. Right. And then the man that she's always Mm friend-zoned and never saw, he ends up being her true love. Why did I get married? Uh, What's her name? What was the big fat one? Sheila? Yes. uh, she was married to an ancient guy. He abused her verbally. She physically abused him. Okay. She bashed him over the head. And then look at the cop that helped her. She friend zoned him. Didn't really want to date mm-hmm. him. Uh, they end up getting together. A diary of a mad black woman. Sad. She ended up falling in love with a mover who she didn't want to be with. Meet the Browns. Like uh, I Angela, really care for Angela Bass's character, uh, the uh, basketball uh, guy who was trying to get her son into the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that. I don't want you. You're, you're fr- let me friend zone you. They end up together. Yep, daddy's girls. Even though that had a lot of similar things that go on in, in our communities, but it was just for like... For colored girls. Let's yeah. not even touch that one. For colored girls, like... No. Tyler Ty- Perry, yeah, so summary, on, he's man. a menace Yes. Okay, society. so let's speak on Forrest Gump, a 1994 film. I love me some Forrest Gump. I do too, but it's just like, can we get a warning label if we gonna watch something? Because is life really about a, a, a box of chocolates? What about the people that are diabetic? <laughs> <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, I just feel like they made it feel like a- he had mental challenges and he was taken advantage of and she only came to him when she was on hard times and the last time she came to him is when she was dying because she had AIDS and she need- he needed to take care of the son. Now, what is with all these AIDS? Right. Like, a question of the day. That is, I think this film is very problematic. Um, Another one, American Beauty. Mm-hmm. With Kevin Spacey, well, we know he's problematic and he's no favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just about, it's pretty much like a Lolita tale where um, a teacher and a student or a father figure, you know, an adult figure falls in love with a minor. Oh, yeah. Like, come on now. That story That is not a plot. I'm looking at you, Ezra, life. from uh, Pretty Little Liars. If you know about Pretty Little Lies, you know. It was a whole teacher and student love relationship. And that was gl- glorified. They would call, um, they would ship them together and stuff like that. And now people mm-hmm. are looking back like, we were really liking that relationship when it was a teacher with a student. No, that's more common than you think nowadays. Okay, uh, okay so my other one would be Boys Don't Cry. This is a 1999 film. Says who? No. All oh, right. Based on a true story of Brandon Tina, a trans man. Bitch, who... why thought you going to say Brandon? No. <laughs> that, no. Yeah. Brandon Tina, a trans man who attempted to find himself falling victim to a brutal hate crime per- perpetrated by two male acquaintances. So it's pretty much about, like you said, about a girl trying to pass as a male when they found out in Lincoln Hills that she was a girl. They pretty much humiliate her in the worst way by taking her virginity and raping her. And then they shot her in the head towards the end. This was a very sad film. And what I took from this is that, you know, this makes people more reluctant, even though it's factual, to come out. And niggas ain't shit. Right, and if you do come out... And niggas, I mean guys. Look it, you're gonna die if you come out, you know. So a lot of people hold it. This is one of the reasons why nobody come out and stand in the truth. The fear of being judged or being, um, you know, retaliated against. Bad film. Good good story. Mm. Problematic. Very problematic. Okay, so now I have some characters from TV shows and movies that I feel are problematic. My first one, Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Okay, the shit that he would get away with, Zach Morris, you can't tell. He is just the definition of white male privilege. Yeah. Remember the shit that oh, Zach yeah. Morris would get away with? 
Like, I remember when he dressed as a Native American. I remember when, um, the way he would do Lisa and Kelly Kapowski. Mm -hmm. And, girl, Zach Morris, let's be real. If that was a black kid, he would have been expelled from school, the shit he did. I think uh, the principal did try to expel him a couple times, you know? Oh, but, yeah. But wait, Zach Morris, say what it is. Zach Morris, yeah, the blonde. <clears throat> oh, yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark oh, yeah, because you would never get away with that much shit. He is white, male privileged, personified in a character. Blonde hair, blue eyes. And did you know he's actually Asian in real life? They uh, Hollywood dyed his hair, so it what? made him look Shut. less um, ethnic. Yeah. <laughs> he, his mother is Asian. Damn. And they dyed his hair, so, so he looked more white. That was red. a good dye. That was. And the fact <laughs> that his hair never fell out. And Saved by the Bell was like on for over 10 years. Yes, it was. Can you imagine taking bleach? Girl, my hair would be. Okay. It would be where it's at now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you have reached your destination. No. Okay. Um, no, but at the end of the day, uh, they should have had lace sponge back then. He'd have been good. That's true. Um, I don't really. See, I didn't go there. What I did was. Okay, so if I had to pick a character um, from a sitcom or whatever series, would have to be. I didn't even think that deep about it. Well, I got enough for both of us. Oh, okay. Okay. This is from one of your favorite true uh, shows, True Blood. They had a lot of problematic people oh, in there. Oh, yes. Alexander Skarsgård character. What was his name? Oh, yeah. You're talking about... The um, one who was in passing. Eric. Yeah, Eric. Eric Norton, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He was so fucking problematic. But let me tell you, he could use and uh, fucking abuse me. Okay, we love a, pl- a problematic... No. Uh, we love a problematic fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he could... Oh, my God. You know who... Was he really problematic? No. I think if society... To me, he wasn't. Lafayette. Oh, he man. made the show, honey. Absolutely. Like, without him, honey. That show was hit. Go- he him deserved and, a couple awards Tara, for that. Yeah. Him and Tara, they really contribute great a lot to that show. Their chemistry was off the chain. Mm-hmm. And they actually seemed like real cousins. So, the next one is... Allison De Laurentiis from Pretty Little Liars. Girl, Here Allison. Here's the problem with Allison De Laurentiis from Pretty Little Liars. That's the blonde who ended up dead. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, child. Girl, you did so much shit to people. Like, not to say nobody deserves to be dead or killed. Mm-hmm. Let me get that off. But, honey, you made so many fucking enemies. I wasn't surprised that you ended up dead in the plot twist. She wasn't. But the fact that the first couple seasons, honey, everybody thought she was dead. Every episode, it would show a backstory mm-hmm. of her even, either being evil to one of her core friends or somebody else. Girl, you made too many enemies. That's the problem. Yes, she did. I think but she was my favorite. She I love would be really good in Queen Elizabeth time. They were into all the stuff yes. she was into. Very uh, uh, Macbeth and Hamlet. Very incest. Yeah. What? Oh, that ain't the one where she slept with her brother. Oh, I think I'm that, on. You thinking about Riverdale? Yeah. Cheryl oh, Blossom? She was problematic. Oh, I love Cheryl. I, like I said, I love a female villain. Girl, gonna, girl trying to slap with her brother. She's talking about uh, my brother was my true love. Okay, the next one. Gone girl, Amy Dunn. The shit she put her husband through, even though he was a cheating piece of shit, and I feel like it was a good for her movie, like he deserved that. Honey, the problem is that type of mental uh health that that bitch has, and she doesn't have good mental health. She's easily a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she got pregnant and Nick, even though she did all that shit to you, and almost got you charged with first degree murder. Mm-hmm. You're some, you're a cheater and you're a narcissist too. Because oh no, I would say he's more of a sociopath. So it's like, yo kid yeah. is going to be a mind fuck. Well, here's the thing with Gone Girl. The lady there, here's the problem with her. Y'all going to sit here and watch this movie and see the stuff she did. And you're going to mess around to be black and go your ass to jail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's true. That, that only works for certain certain races it does not work of the lighter right. pigment so i mean and that's the reality i don't see a black person getting away with this not at all 
No. Not, uh, a black person would really have to kill themselves um, and not punk out like she did. Exactly, because you wouldn't be getting away with all that. But, however, I think that her steps on framing him was quite astonishing. For a woman to of her age, and, you know, just... To put that together the way she did, she had me bring it out my notebook. Okay, because no, no. I was like, girl, had me writing things in my journal that never happened to me. Okay. I was like, December 38th, 38th. Uh, Ooh, he had days. <laughs> that didn't happen. No. <laughs> we Okay, so I just wanted to go back to a section of the, uh, you know, do shit. Yeah, pro- we're going to go back to a section real quick of the problematic movies. Okay, so these are called undecided problematic movies. Tell me what you think. So I put Precious. The 2009 film, would you consider it a problematic one? Um, no, I consider it a truthful one. So but that's why I, I didn't put it on. But it. I, it has problematic elements, though. I could see. Yeah, but do you see that going on in households in our neighbor in urban? Absolutely. Okay. So I see it going on another one. Right. So the next one would do, do. The next one would do. I can do bad all by myself. Um, never seen it. Is that a Tyler Perry? Yes, it's a Tyler Let's Perry. just... Uh, yes, we'll, we'll, we, we're, I'm going to skip him. We don't stamp uh, Tyler Perry's... Dang, okay. I got two more Tyler Perry's. Look it. Let's stamp Tyler Perry's catalog yes. is all problematic. And the way his last film went was a perfect way to bile out of the, the movie industry of Fall From Grace. Absolutely. Um, the next one is Beloved. Oh, see, that's a hard one because I love me some Toni Morrison. Yeah, that movie was um, pretty good. I like black supernatural and black gothic shit, so... Mm-hmm. um. I think it could have been executed. I think I have a problem with the script in Oprah. Always uh, Looking so up, damn rough. And always in Looking something up. that she produces. Like, girl, you don't always have to be in the movie that what she produces. What you produce. say? She the P. Diddy of movies. <laughs> Absolutely, girl. Okay. So, yeah, I would say Beloved. Uh, excellent book. Get it. It's by Toni Morrison. However, the movie, I think it should be redone because it could be a lot better. Yeah, very. Okay, so my next one was What Love Got to Do With It. A 93 film. No, I'm still trying to figure it out. No, I think uh, that's not problematic because um, it's somebody's life story. Like, you know, they can't help look at... Now, is Ike problematic? It's fuck. Die slow, motherfucker. Well, he is dead, but, you know, (laughs) I wish you the afterlife you deserved, but... um, Period. You know, Tina's like, honey, I didn't go after him. He went after me. He abused me. I don't think it's problem... I'm kind of on the the fence with this. The only way I say it's problematic is because she did all of that. She got... Her fame, she got her money, but then at towards the end, I think the message to me was real bad because you did all that, you took all them beatings, you didn't have no money. When and then you told him to keep everything, I just take my name. No, you. Oh no, you gonna no. give me what I worked half right because you're not showing, you're not a valuing yourself that he put you through all that and then you didn't want nothing from him. And he still rewarded. No, ain't no by way. your hard work. What what Aretha Franklin said? It ain't no way. Uh-huh. <laughs> what you said. Okay, so that that was all I wanted to talk about with that one. Uh, another problematic favorite, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> no, she ain't no problematic. I'm okay, she just be reading the bitches. But, okay, so, here's another. Oh, did you have more? No, that was it for me. Okay, so another character that I feel is problematic, Ariel's dad from The Little Mermaid. The way he hated humans, like, boy, calm down. Now, I understand because his wife was killed by humans, mm-hmm. pirates. However, honey, Ariel, she can't swim to the surface because of humans. Like, that's like if one human, like, one bad apple don't spoil a whole bunch for some people to do. Okay, well, let's think about it. Her dad had a fear of humans, just like black people have a fear of police. Makes sense. Yeah. You know? Well, and do some black people still fuck with the police? Yes, they do. Okay, yes. A lot of black people are Ariels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ain't nothing. Look. Um, Ferris Bueller. 
from one of my iconic favorite movies, Ferris Bueller's mm. Day Off. Um, I see Ferris Bueller was a narcissist. He's a problematic favorite of mine because I love the, me- the movie. I love the concept. I love the script. However, we will we have to always admit that Cameron Fry it will always be the best character um in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Not just because he was a manic depressant, but um. Because, like, him and Ferris are just so opposite. Ferris was like, I want the uh, the attention, uh, life of the party. And Cameron was pretty much like, I want to kill myself. <laughs> so dramatic. So, I love the fact. I love their friendship. And I just loved a Cameron because he was so depressed and just wanted to end it all. Okay. So, I do have one. From the series, them. Very problematic. A whole series problematic. I mean, however. No um, Informative. Um, About. It's a lot of things that they show me and where I lacked in knowing about, you know, the back history of, you know, our ancestors and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the overall film, it was just, oh my, it was Trash. very, very... Trauma porn. I can't even get it out. I can feel traumatized trying to get it out. Because I was at a loss for words. And we're going to move on. Okay. And then the last two honorable mentions, um, these are just um, people I feel would make fun of me in a bikini. Um, the baby, and Justin Bieber. What the fuck do they got to do with it? No, I'm just saying. I just felt like if I was ever in like a bathing suit in front of them, those would be the kind of people who would probably laugh at me. Yeah, no. Depending on if you change from now. If they can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me. I bet. But most of them do. Okay, they just pull it to the side. Look at my. Don't get that meat pocket. Get what a what a potato clip at. Okay, <clears throat> get that motherfucker sweet potato. Oh, you dig double stuff. So. I think- <laughs> subscribe <laughs> to us because we appreciate you guys for all the downloads and everybody who takes the time out to listen but tell us your problematic fave leave us a review and say honey these are who i feel like are problematic on your list that you guys didn't mention or tell us why the people we listed may not be problematic to you Indeed. any opinion other opinions yet? no i think that pretty much sums it up with this this episode just honey don't be so problematic okay you guys have a happy holiday or whenever you listen to this just be happy Find happiness in the darkest of spaces. That's a, I think Ooh. that's a quote from uh, Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Professor Snape. Albus Snape. Or Albus Dumbledore. It was wonderful. Inca. No. Okay, <laughs> cut. Okay.